Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Buenos dias, world, from the San Diego Zoo Wildlife Alliance. I'm Marco Wint. And I'm Rick Schwartz. And we're your hosts for Season 3 of Amazing Wildlife, a show from iHeartRadio Ruby Studio and the global conservation organization behind the San Diego Zoo and the San Diego Zoo Safari Park. Listen as we dive into the efforts here in San Diego and spotlight the heroes working worldwide to care for the species you know and love. Listen to Amazing Wildlife on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey all, Eric Christensen here from the Real Life Pharmacology Podcast. Uh, very, very excited. This is a special episode today. Um, got a, a couple reasons we're, we're coming on. So one, we're going to cover thiazide and thiazide-like diuretics today, uh, but also have a special an announcement to make and really wanted to share that information uh, with all of you guys listening to the podcast. So uh, a few years back, I created a book called Pharmacotherapy, Clinical Pharmacy, Pearls, Case Studies, and Common Sense. Um, had the great fortune of it becoming an Amazon bestseller. Um, so with that, uh, I, I know there's a need out there. It's basically a book that provides uh, learning through case scenarios and, and case studies from my clinical practice. So great learning tool for nurses, nurse practitioners, physician assistants, med school, and obviously pharmacy school as well. Um, so you can certainly check that out. Um, however, the special announcement today is similar to that book. I've kind of doubled down and created a book that's basically um, pretty close to twice as long as that original pharmacotherapy book filled with brand new case studies, uh, drug interactions, and clinical pearls, and, and it is absolutely massive, and I'm essentially uh, giving it away at, at cost, as cheap as Amazon will let me price it. So um, if you're listening to this later, I, I still think it's going to be a pretty reasonable price for you, and um, you'll get it at a, at a good deal for sure. Um, but if you're actively following and um, privy to this announcement, you might want to go uh, check it out on Amazon. It's called The Thrill of the Case, and it's by Eric Christensen, obviously, and definitely uh, feel free to, to go check that out. It's as cheap as it's going to be right now, but like I said, it, it's a valuable resource with um, you know other case study books and things like that in the range of probably $50 to $100 um, at cost there. Right now, I've got it available for $0.99, cents. so um, if you're studying, preparing, learning, growing as a healthcare professional, uh, in my mind, it's a it's a no-brainer. Ninety-nine cents for the ebook, and there is a paperback as well. Which obviously the the cost of supplies there, that price is a little bit more, but at this time it is uh, less than ten dollars. So um, definitely, I think a, a no-brainer uh, as far as um, checking it out and and learning a few things from my experience as well. So with that, let's step into what you're here for. Uh, thiazide diuretics, so examples here, and, and thiazide-like diuretics, so the 
differentiation there is basically just structurally, the chemical structure of the medications. Um, by and large, they're very similar in their mechanism of action and what they do in the body. So from a clinical perspective, it, it doesn't matter too much um, that their chemical structure is different. Uh, however, there are some nuances and that sort of thing. So uh, I'll touch on that a little bit as we go. So thiazide-like diuretics would include indapamide, which is brand name Lozol, metolazone, which is brand name Zeroxalin. Then we've got uh, thiazide diuretics, hydrochlorothiazide, and uh, chlorothalidone. So a couple of, of common agents there. And these meds being diuretics, the two big things they do is one, they can help with edema. So maybe in patients with fluid overload, CHF, they could help with that. Loop diuretics tend to be a little bit more potent um, and maybe the first line in something like a CHF exacerbation, uh, but you may see these added on uh, in rare cases as well. Uh, probably more commonly, uh, you see the drugs chlorothalidone and hydrochlorothiazide used in the management of high blood pressure or hypertension. So those are the, the two biggest um, reasons you're going to see these medications in, in real life for sure. And these meds work to increase the excretion of sodium and water and potassium. And uh, they do that um, and their blockade of sodium re resorption, reabsorption, excuse me, um, happens in the, the distal uh, tubules of the uh, kidneys and, and nephrons there. So th these medications, um, we need to watch electrolytes closely. So sodium, um, and probably the, the most important electrolyte to watch is potassium. Uh, it can definitely deplete potassium. So many, many times you will see patients on thiazide diuretics and other diuretics, loop diuretics, those two classes, uh, on potassium supplementation because that drug kind of wipes out their supply through the um, pumping it out through the kidney. Uh, I mentioned sodium hyponatremia. There could be some contribution there. You know, I, I think of SSRIs. I think of uh, carbamazepine uh, rarely contributing to hyponatremia. And if they're on both of these medications together, uh, you know, that might be a situation where we'd maybe watch it a, a slightly uh, a little bit closer as far as low sodium goes. But definitely low potassium is much, much more common, um, in my opinion, than, than low sodium with the thiazide diuretics. Sticking with electrolytes here, one unique uh, electrolyte difference from loop diuretics, when I think of loops, I think of basically wiping out all electrolytes or reducing all electrolytes. Thiazide and thiazide-like diuretics uniquely may increase calcium levels and that's kind of mechanistically um, how that works and at the site uh, in the the um, kidney there calcium can actually be uh, reabsorbed in the body or prevented from from being eliminated uh, by these drugs as well so in rare cases I would say it's not real common uh, but in patients that may be prone to hypercalcemia or have significantly high levels, you might want to check at their medication list and uh, see if they are on a thiazide and if that would be relevant to, to do anything with that. 
with any drug that we push fluid out of the body, we're going to need to monitor kidney function. So creatinine and blood urea nitrogen or BUN is the classic abbreviation there. With that fluid loss, we can reduce that perfusion to the kidney and potentially create an acute renal failure type situation. Now this is dose dependent. As we raise the dose, as we get a more potent diuretic effect, that risk of uh, kidney impairment can certainly go up. So between the kidney function and the electrolytes, those are going to be the two most important monitoring parameters to do on a routine basis. A couple more things to look out for with thiazide diuretics. So one would be elevations in uric acid. Uric acid plays an absolute critical role in the uh, formation and the exacerbation of gout. So elevations in that uric acid contributed by thiazides and thiazide-like diuretics can uh, contribute to a, a gout flare, a gout attack. So it's important to kind of keep an eye on trigger medications. So allopurinol is always a classic, classic medication used in the uh, prevention of gout. Uh, another medication, indomethacin, um, often uniquely used in, in gout. Um, it is an, an NSAID, so if you see that being used quite a bit, and or a patient on allopurinol and they're having gout flares, definitely take a peek at their medication list and make sure uh, that the thiazide diuretic is not exacerbating that. Second side effect uh, I definitely want to mention, and this is a side effect that can really lead to poor patient adherence. And that side effect is frequent urination. So these drugs, they're pumping fluid out of the body. Where does that fluid go? Obviously, it goes into the bladder and out um, through urination. So with these drugs, definitely dose in the morning. Uh, if we can get away with it, it's nice to start as low as we can. Obviously, that depends upon blood pressure or whatever else you're treating. But definitely... Um, I've seen this be a cause of insomnia in a lot of geriatric patients where they're taking their hydrochlorothiazide or other chlorothalidone later in the day, and that's causing them to be up at night going to the bathroom all night. So definitely ask about this side effect. Um, it's something that I routinely do in patients that are on diuretics in general. Uh, you know, does this make medication make you go to the bathroom a lot? Just kind of prompting that question um, can uh, allow you to foresee if it's impacting their life. Many patients will understand that it's causing frequent urination, and oftentimes they will skip doses if they're out and about and things like that as well too. So definitely a good one to ask about as far as patient adherence goes. Sticking on the adherence topic, one really, really nice thing about hydrochlorothiazide, uh, and there are some combinations with uh, chlorothalidone, but we can um, utilize combination tablets. So lisinopril with hydrochlorothiazide to help manage blood pressure. The patient only has to take one pill. The less pills we can have throughout the day, the better adherence 
that we're likely going to have. So these thiazide diuretics definitely are, are tagged on with other medications, and that can be really advantageous uh, as far as it, from an adherence perspective. Let's take a quick break from our sponsor, meded101.com, and we will cover drug interactions when we come back. Meded101.com has a growing list of resources for healthcare professionals to help improve your practice as well as help you pass your board exams. So meded101.com slash store. Uh, great resources there that have been uh, reviewed by hundreds to thousands of, of healthcare professionals. Finishing up on drug interactions here, uh, the first thing I think about when I think about drug interactions is the risk to the kidney. And thiazide, thiazide-like diuretics, when we reduce that fluid, we run the risk of dehydration and acute renal failure. So patients already on loop diuretics, for example, that can definitely have a substantial impact on the kidney. Uh, NSAIDs, another example that can cause insult to the kidney. And in combination, it may increase that risk. Uh, ACE inhibitors, ARBs, definitely another uh, class of medications that has impacts to the kidney and added on to the thiazide diuretics, uh, we may need to watch that kidney function a little bit closer. It's not that they aren't used together in, in real practice because they certainly are, but it's something that we need to uh, keep an eye out for, make sure our patients aren't getting too uh, dehydrated. Uh, one other thing I wanted to add with potential interactions, problems with loop diuretics, and most commonly it's metolazone that might be added on to a loop diuretic in patients with poor kidney function. Uh, metolazone may have a little bit better efficacy as a fluid um, reducing agent in patients with CHF. The more diuretic effect you add on, the higher the risk for that kidney insult, so it's always kind of a balance that way. But in adding on a thiazide diuretic to a loop, in addition to close monitoring of kidney function, you've got to keep an eye on that potassium. Both drugs can wipe out potassium, and in combination, this is definitely something I've seen lead to profound hypokalemia, low potassium levels. So definitely, definitely keep a close, close eye on that if you have patients uh, that are on both of these type of medications together. I kind of alluded a little bit to uh, hyponatremia, and, and that is possible. Um, rarely SSRIs, um, carbamazepine, uh, are associated with SIADH, uh, which is basically a syndrome that results in low sodium levels. There is potential that the thiazides and thiazide-like diuretics could exacerbate that a little bit more. Um, so uh, not a major, major common interaction, uh, but is something to think about if you've got a patient that has a lower sodium level. One other interaction I've seen in practice, and there are certainly others, but I uh, just want to point out uh, the common practice uh, drug interactions I've seen is with lithium. Thiazides and thiazide-like diuretics can certainly uh, elevate lithium levels. So if you've got a patient with a new diagnosis of hypertension and we're starting hydrochlorothiazide and they're on lithium, you definitely have to recheck levels and certainly monitor for signs and symptoms of toxicity. 
I think that wraps up the episode today. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, definitely go check out that book for a limited time. It'll be at a very, very reduced price. And even if you're listening to this later on, I'm, I'm going to do my best to kind of keep the, the price low because I really want you to have uh, access to it. So the thrill of the case, you can go find that on Amazon. Uh, it'll definitely be a, a great resource for you. So thanks for listening. Have a great day. And um, we'll see you again on the next episode. Buenos dias, world, from the San Diego Zoo Wildlife Alliance. I'm Marco Wint. And I'm Rick Schwartz. And we're your hosts for Season 3 of Amazing Wildlife, a show from iHeartRadio Ruby Studio and the global conservation organization behind the San Diego Zoo and the San Diego Zoo Safari Park. Listen as we dive into the efforts here in San Diego and spotlight the heroes working worldwide to care for the species you know and love. Listen to Amazing Wildlife on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.